Mitch, we are back. We're back to talk about video games and trying to get new cell phone lines. And <laughs> no, we're not talking. No, about we're not that. talking about that. No, please no. We're not talking about that. We're going to talk about. <laughs> we're going to talk about Gears of War three. Twelve years later, honestly, and I know most of you are like, "Why are you talking about an old game?" But you know what? Who cares? It's a good game. <laughs> yeah, and most new games suck. So yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> you're very true. It's very true. Most games do suck. Although I'm very excited to play um boulders gate three on xbox i'm on xbox yeah yeah so that's gonna be my uh probably post christmas purchase for myself um because it 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 dropped during the game awards and i've been wanting to play that and xbox got it and i'm a a, a console pedestrian so console screw for life over here yeah well you know you know i get it like pcs are great i like i like pcs um because you have a lot of customization and you have a lot of fidelity, like it just better experience usually, but that better experience comes with like um, having to constantly care for your PC. And then like also just like, just doing a lot of bullshit to play games sometimes that is just, it is not interesting to me at my age, which is 35. I want to come home and just play the thing. That's it. I just want the shit to work. So my brother is, is a big PC person. He's been, my, my, my brother's a very uh, gadget person. Okay. He will buy everything that comes out and then um, he will, he will play with it for an hour and then he's ready for something else. Like he, he's the type, he doesn't play a lot of games, but he plays the shit out of the ones that he plays. Mm-hmm. Like my brother, like he's um top three in the world, I think on double switch. Whoa. Um, which is the Sega CD game that he he memorized back in the Sega CD days. And then like, I guess through emulation, they have like records and shit now on it and stuff. And he was like top three in the world at one point on, on doubles, which Jeez. is, most, it's like Corey Haim stars. And it. it was one of those like full motion video games yeah, and shit back in the day. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's like, it's basically the same kind of thing as night trap, but instead of like, augers or whatever the fuck they call those vampire things uh mm-hmm. it's just like Corey Haim is like this um he's like the handyman at some kind of weird fucking like egyptian themed like casino hotel and like these people break in and he has to like set off all these traps and shit and my brother had the game literally memorized to where he could do it you know every trap catch every guy in a certain amount of time and, and he used to like go for the world record and shit so that's that's incredible good for him we should get him on here to talk about that sometime <laughs> yeah if you ever want to do like a, an episode on the sega cd or like specifically those full motion video games that was 100 percent his jam honestly i kind of would that, that's a i mean fmv games uh, that's full motion video if you don't know what that is if you're not over the age of 22 uh <laughs> the full motion video game like that was an, a time and a place people put it in games now. Like, like I think Alan Wake, you know, they did it with, uh, they put like full motion video in their games for fun, but it yeah. used to be way more common. And now it's used as sort of a joke, but it used mm-hmm. to be like, that was the game. You know, you had like William Shatner show up in a video game and he'd talk. Yeah. To that him. was, that was what yeah. we thought was the future at that time. <laughs> yeah. Which, which is hilarious. Cause it's so like, so not. And like, um, no. <laughs> and it's funnier to have like had to have had like Corey Haim do it, who RIP, 
yeah. you know, like his one of his legacies is gonna be the Sega CD game. Um, yeah. it's like <laughs> it's like Tim Curry and like the uh Command and Conquer Red Alert Three. Yes, um, or like Mark Hamill and Wing Commander and shit like that. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, that was so. I mean, earlier this year, whenever I did that, like a uh, rewatch of Wing Commander, the movie, which is mm-hmm. don't, don't recommend it. Um, no, <laughs> it's not a good movie and it's not a bad movie worth watching. Right. Um, but it was funny because I was watching a lot of the old FMV scenes from the Wing Commander games. And they're honestly way better than that movie ever was. And they were like cheesy yeah. shit, but they were like really enjoyable. Um, yeah, it's been we've come so far with video game adaptations as far as like movies go, but I still, I really do have a soft spot for a lot of that older stuff. Um, I mean, obviously Mortal Kombat, I feel like is, is genuinely a good movie. I don't yeah. The first, the first one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily a good Mortal Kombat movie because outside of the characters and that they fight, it really doesn't have a lot to do with what we saw in those games back then, but sure. it's still a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Annihilation, not so good. No, God, no. I Man, there are very few times in my life where I almost got up and walked out of a theater after I paid money. Like, <laughs> movie, and that was one where I was like, I don't know how much more of this I could take. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that was, that, was, that was pretty bad. I'd like to see a Killer Instinct movie, honestly. I would too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't do anything for like... Um, like they haven't done. I mean, Killer Instinct's a weird IP. They haven't done much with it. Um, so well, yeah, I like the the Xbox like brought it back and stuff. You know, because I guess they own Rare now and shit. Right. Yeah. The one that I just hate how they do fighting games now because they almost feel like they're free to play, but then you only get like fifteen percent of the game, and they want you to like buy all this other shit after the fact. So you could download Killer Instinct Gold and play it. But you only get like one character or some shit unless you like pay more money. Yeah, I haven't looked into that recently. I did actually recently download it again just because I was like, I kind of want to play a fighting game that's not Mortal Kombat. Or like, yeah, yeah I-, I wanted to play like a, 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 what would you call it? What kind of fighting game would you call that? I'm losing, my brain's not working. It's just well, like a. It's like a, it's a, it's a 1v1 fighter. It's yeah, a 1v1 fighter. Heavy. Yeah, uh, super combo heavy, but. Which yeah, Mortal Kombat is into, and I feel like Street Fighter doesn't. Street Fighter leans more towards technique than mm-hmm. memorizing combos and shit. Uh, and I love Street Fighter. I'm big. I'm not good at it. Like I'm not like, I like I can beat my friends' asses, but like I'm not one of these people who could like do tournaments and like I can't play it online because I'll get smoked. But, <laughs> but I had one friend when I lived in uh, up near Atlanta, Walter. Uh, he he liked um, Street Fighter as much as I did. And we had fucking wars against each other. Whereas like anybody else in the apartment, dude, they had, they stood no chance. Mm-hmm. So same kind of the same thing with Tekken. Uh, I, I used to be okay at Tekken. I, I So Tekken's one that I really, really liked growing up. Like I loved like Tekken two on PlayStation one. I played you that sure. game so much. Mm. I loved ki- playing as, as King. Or whatever. King. Nice. Yeah. So Tekken three was the one that that's one of the first times, not the first time. But that's one of the things I remember. I remember buying that game and put it into the PS1. And I was used to what shit looked like on the PS1 by that because that was like late in life cycle. That shit blew my mind how good that looked on the PS1. Like I was like, this this thing could do this this whole time. Like, <laughs> like 
Yeah, I remember when video games used to 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 like like every three to four years you'd get something and you'd be like, oh my god, how did they do this? Now it's just yeah. like, eh. yeah, we're we're so spoiled, man. I know, it's like eh, frame rate's good, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, yeah. Nothing's nothing's like the the coolest thing I did actually see recently um, was that I was watching uh, reviews of that new Avatar game. Yeah, and the. They it looks like a pretty so so game, but what I really liked about it was the environments, like the way that like the trees and the the like the flora would like bend in the wind and stuff. And it looked very like that was like the first time, like the first time of that feeling of like, oh, yeah, like they're hopefully like this new Unreal 5 engine can do like way cooler stuff eventually where like video games feel like visually exciting again, as opposed to like the bare minimum is for them to be visually exciting now, you know, right. Yeah, I, I had a similar thing actually this weekend. Um, so on Black Friday, so my brother and a couple of friends of ours, we played the absolute shit out of Dead Island on the 360. Hell yeah. Because it was just like playing like a, a George Romero movie, mm-hmm. but like almost silly. Like it it had like a sense of humor to it and stuff. But I mean, it's not like it wasn't a goofy game, but I'm just like it some of the missions and shit like that and the characters you're into, it was just, it was, there was a comedic element to it. It's on black Friday, excuse me on black Friday, uh, dead Island two dropped like 30 bucks or something like that. And I saw it. And so I just sent a group text and I was like, I was like, you boys down to do this again. And everybody was like, fuck yeah, I'll pick it up. I was like, no, like I'm going to, I'm getting everybody this for Christmas. That's what I'm asking. So, so I ordered like three copies for Christmas and so we popped it in this weekend because everybody, so I had them all shipped here and I, I had to like, I had to go visit people to like drop one off and I had to drop one off at my parents' house or brother picked it up, all this shit. Anyway, so we started playing it this weekend and it's like optimized for the Series X and all that bullshit, whatever. But I was just sitting there like, because it's like, you know, it's melee based. You're just, you pick up weapons, you pick up anything. I've lead pipe, you know, you might find an axe, whatever. I picked up like a machete or something. And I started swinging it at this walk, the zombie. And it was like physically, it was like changing the, the model. Like I hit him in the head and like half of his fucking cheek fell off and shit. And it was like, I was like, holy shit. Like, that's, <laughs> look at that. I'm, I'm not saying that's tech. I mean, it is technically impressive because as far as, as far as if you ask me to do that shit, you might as well ask me to do magic. That shit's wizardry as far as I'm concerned. But as far as like people who like know how to like, program games it's probably not that big of a deal but at the same time just that that level of detail for something like dead island fucking two it's not a triple a game it's mm-hmm. just it's just it is what it is but i was just sitting there like oh look at that shit i can't believe <laughs> i just cut his face off and shit like that worked <laughs> like it's nuts so did but but also did did you like do you like that island two i've not played it i played the first one i liked it i did not play two i, I don't even know much about it to be honest yeah, I feel like not. I feel like he didn't do well. It's way too like. Remember that trailer dropped like years ago, and it was like the most amazing trailer. And then like the game just never came out. Mm-hmm. And then finally this year it like comes out, and I feel like it was just like completely overlooked. Uh, and the only reason I even got it was because, like I said, we we played the first one so much, and I I was like, well, because you know I don't I don't play online a whole lot anymore, and I was kind of trying to like, and my brother really doesn't, and and, and my roommate. Um, other roommate when i was in atlanta gene he really doesn't play online a lot and i've been trying to get us back into because that shit's so fun mm-hmm. for whatever reason we just don't do it anymore um 
And so that's why I, I kind of wanted it. But man, it's fucking fun. It's just the first game again, you know, with different characters and like a different. You're in L.A. now and shit. Instead of like, I think the first one, you were on like some tropical island or something. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, this one's in L.A. Um, but it's more of the same. But uh, you know, it's been it's been a while. Like I said, it looks really good. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I've only played. We put probably three hours on it so far. Um, yeah, I mean, it's great. If you like mm -hmm. the first one, especially, it's really fucking good. Yeah. <clears throat> but just from like the standpoint of like you know. If you just want something like that, you don't really need to take seriously. It's not games as a fucking service. It's just, it's like a, a first person melee based kind of zombie beat em up almost, but like with like a really tongue in cheek kind of a um, comedic kind of vibe to it. Mm -hmm. it it's, it's really solid so far. Nice. Awesome. That's, I mean, that's good to hear. Yeah. I kind of just completely forgot about it. Like I, I, you brought it up. I was like, oh, right. They did come out with the second one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I, uh, I just totally forgot. So, I mean, that's good to hear. Um, that's good to hear. Are you playing anything else recently that you really like? Um, so I'm still, I'm at the end of RoboCop. We talked about RoboCop last time. Oh, hell yeah. I'm at the end of that fantastic fucking game, man. Such a love letter to RoboCop. Um, almost done with that. And I, I don't know if we talked about Wonder last time. I don't know if I picked it up yet. Super Mario Wonder. Super Mario. No, I don't think you did either. I don't think I remember talking about that. So, um, so I know we talked about the the store, the Tommy store in West Point that I work at, the Basel Trade. Yep. So there was a day. So I had this friend Goose who I hang out with. I call her Goose because uh, she used to jump out of airplanes for fun, and mm -hmm. I just my mind when you say airplanes, I go to Top Gun. Sure. So I just started calling her Goose. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, she got, she's like, she's in Birmingham. So she's like three hours away from me. So I don't get to hang out with her a whole lot. And so, but she'll come down when she has time. Sometimes it's been the weekend and stuff like that. Uh, and it just so happened that one of her visits coincided with the time where Tommy was going to Huntsville to this like pop-up kind of a uh, huge, like swap meet thing that he goes to and vends at sometimes. And he had me run the store by myself for the first time. But I also don't get to see Goose that often, so I didn't want to tell her not to come. So, um, so I had to, so she come and she came and hang out with me at the store, um, that whole day, right? And I was like, I don't know what the fuck we're gonna do because she's gonna be bored. Like I could entertain myself there, like you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was like, I don't want to be bored, and so uh, I took my uh, SNES Mini, the little like the, the SNES Classic, whatever the little mini thing, mm -hmm. and we ended up playing. Mario Super Mario World and Donkey Kong Country like for oh, six yeah. hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh and so I had read that uh Wonder was kind of a return. It's like the best Mario 2D Mario since since World. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well fuck yeah, sign me up. And so um it was a uh, one of the next times that I saw her was uh, a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago, whatever, when it came out. And so we went and picked it up. And yeah, I, I got it just so I thought, man, she's here this weekend, we'll play it, whatever. And uh, yeah, it's exactly that. It's it's Super Mario World, but like with like you know today, like graphics and like gameplay, and it's on the Switch, and like it look it's it's a gorgeous game. It's everything though, like it's Nintendo firing all cylinders with a two D or pseudo two D Mario because you know it has like the three D backgrounds and all that bullshit. But mm -hmm. just everything that I love because you know the three D ones are fine. I played Odyssey; it was fine. But man, uh, this game is just everything I want from a Mario. You know, Nintendo just nails platformers, and this one is is no exception. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Nintendo is uh really airtight with their properties. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of like on a on a Disney level of like ridiculousness, but um but they really like create such I mean, they create such perfect um products for their customers, I feel like. Yeah. And you know, I think well, all the footage I've seen of Wonder just it looks just so visually enticing. Like, it just yeah, looks it's so good. It's so like it looks so gorgeous. And um I'm I'm always I'm still surprised. Well, I guess what surprises me is that the Switch is I think the Switch is the the last device that really makes me feel like when I like play it or put something on that I'm like that this is all doing this with this little guy like this little screen yes. like you know there's that feeling of 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 wonder huh um that i think yeah. they are they, they they built into that uh device that it's like i don't think any other company really does anymore and i feel um i was thinking about that today like i was thinking about how you know previous consoles they all had like their own personalities you know they had their own quirks they had their own um way of of uh their own processors like they had the, even you know in the ps3 360 era like they and they all had like a, a like you could i don't know they, they're just able to tell them apart it was more so during like the xbox gamecube playstation 2 era but uh and now it's sort of like a more homogenous type thing where you know ps5 th the series x and pcs are sort of like the same experience but like you know you can't yeah. modify the consoles and they're 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 not right. as high powered as the pc but they're kind of all the same thing right yeah but like crossplay crossplay definitely speaks to that you know like you could play finally you know you can play xbox games with your playstation buddies and shit like that so I, it, it definitely speaks to the fact that we're all we're all kind of outside of exclusivity with like certain properties we're all basically using the same same shit Right. And I, I mean, I think that there's a part of that that's actually really cool, too. Right. Like, I mean, I think mm -hmm. being able to play like Destiny or something with, you know, people who own a PlayStation. If you have an Xbox like that's, you know, that's in a lot of ways that what what it should be. But, I you agree. know, there was an era where it felt like every console is a different experience. And Nintendo still has that. I think we're all like oh, yeah. when, when I was able to like boot up The Witcher 3 on my um switch light and play it like totally fine like right i was like what the like, switch blows my mind like put this whole game on a tiny ass cartridge yes you know like so you know it's obviously it plays better on a console looks better but the fact that they could replicate they the whoever ported it over to the switch um it's just like it's just magic uh, you know it I is know. it's something like look at something like breath of the wild man if that was on yeah. If that was on Xbox, you'd be like, "Look at this! This is amazing! Look at look at this!" And it's on the fucking Switch, like which is like it. It, it is. Power. Yeah, it is sort of cool that they have that ability to still like wow you with how much power their systems have that are you know pretty much just small, like a lot. They're a lot smaller than the the big boys, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, that's cool. Um, have you been? Have you watched anything lately? Oh yeah, watched? man uh i saw so this year's been kind of like mid i feel like I, I, it, it took up until um i guess it was october when um when evil lurks like finally hit like shutter and like the streaming stuff um and i was like i was unsure what my favorite thing of the year was until i saw when evil lurks and i was like okay this is the one finally there's one this year that i can really like get jazzed about uh-huh 
And then last Saturday, I couldn't, I couldn't, I still can't believe it. A theater in Auburn, Alabama was showing the new Toho fucking Godzilla movie. Oh, and I got to see it. I got to see it in a theater, and I wasn't the only one there. I was like, this day is just like my mind was just getting blown like left and right that day, man. But yeah, Godzilla <laughs> minus one. Oh, number one for me on the year, man. It, it it exceeded every hope, every expectation. It, it I, I I said this when I was talking to Goose. So I told her about it because I always I send her like if I'm like watching the Godzilla movie or something at home, I'll like snap her the, the shit. I'm like, look at this. She doesn't care about it. Oh, look how fucking dope this is, right? And so I was I was like, I I just I I, I hesitate to say it's like my new favorite Godzilla film because I love Godzilla. Like I, I love Godzilla and I feel like I'm still like riding that high of like that new Godzilla smell. So mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to like say, but like, I've been thinking about it since I've, since I watched it, I can't stop thinking about it. I want to watch it again. Like I'm so fucking, I'm so fucking excited. And I love the fact that it made like all this money mm-hmm. and coming out like it's getting a wider release now. I fucking love that because it, it's a Japanese film. It's mm-hmm. like it's subtitled. And 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 I wasn't the only person in the theater in fucking Alabama. I was like, holy shit. Like there are more of us. Like I I never would have guessed. Uh, so that was great. And then I've been watching um, so as soon as we're done, I'm gonna go watch episode five of, of Monarch. I'm really enjoying that too. What's Mo- what's Monarch? Sorry. The the Apple Plus um or Apple TV, whatever the fuck you call it, series that that ties Skull Island to Godzilla twenty fourteen, uh, it was eighteen, uh-huh. I can't remember. Yeah, um Kurt Russell playing himself in like modern times and then Wyatt's playing the same character like back in the day. And it gets into like the creation of Monarch and you know how they like study the Titans and all that kind of shit. Oh, cool. I'm basically just super kaiju mode right now. I'm having a very kaiju December and I'm loving it. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's a very kaiju December. I like kaiju that. Christmas, man. Yeah, kaiju Christmas. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Um, so actually back to Godzilla. So I think it's Godzilla minus one and the new Miyazaki movie, The Boy and the Heron, are like the two. Mm. highest grossing films of last week what it were of this weekend what weekend are we in i think it was this weekend which is crazy you got two two japanese films subtitled that are the biggest movies minus one i think was third last weekend i don't know i haven't seen the numbers for this weekend yet but Mm -hmm. uh, and it it only like it trailed behind fucking like the beyonce movie and some other bullshit (laughs) and i was like well i mean i I get that but still (laughs) I'm just so proud that I wasn't the only one in the theater. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's pretty big, you know. Especially I, I, that is, it's just it's just really big that a, a a Japanese film with subtitles is killing it over here. But that just speaks to like the household name of Godzilla and how awesome he be. It does. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I gotta get I gotta get my ass to see that too, and the and the Miyazaki movie, but we'll see. Um, and Monarch is interesting to know about. I I don't I I canceled my Apple TV subscription a few months ago so maybe i should check that out again um because i'd be interested this is the to only reason why i have it. it was for this show i had no other way to watch it so <laughs> um 
All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, no, that's pretty much all I've been doing. Nice. Um, so I watched, uh, well, one movie I did watch that was, it's, okay, so I watched Sympathy for the Devil with Nick Cage. Oh, nice. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. <laughs> so Nick Cage plays this guy with really bad dyed red hair who, <laughs> <laughs> who jumps into Joel Kinnaman's car. Mm-hmm. And tells him to not not the Joel Kinnaman isn't playing himself, but that's I I don't forget it what the I forget the character's name is. Oh the yeah. guy who played the bad Robocop. But he was yeah. he was really good in the killing, I think. That was that's what he was in. Um mm-hmm. so so Cage jumps into his car and this this guy is on his way to the hospital to because his wife's having a baby. And so he's like gonna get out, and then like Cage gets in while he's like trying to park, and he's like, You're gonna drive now. And so he like kidnaps or like holds hostage this dude and they like go on this like mini road trip. I think they're in Las Vegas and they go through like this like mini road trip throughout the night. And like Cage is just like, <laughs> like just messing with them the whole time. He like shoots a cop when they pull him over, like all this crazy <laughs> shit. And it's like, it's definitely like Cage being uh, Nick Cage. Like it, like it's a, it's an old uh, Cage character that he's, that he's channeling you know sort of the wackiness it's an uh it's an okay movie (laughs) um i think i mean i think cage is great i think uh kinnaman's awesome in it too i think it's just a hard movie to do that it's just i don't know there's just like not enough stuff in it to make it worth the runtime but with that said, I think it's really good. It has a good ending. You know, it's like it, it was fun to watch. I'd recommend it pretty much if you want to see wacky Nick Cage. And yeah, I tell you, man, my thing with it was because like I don't always like Nick Cage. I, I generally do, but so every once in a while, like man, but man, there's something about Nick Cage and like cars. I'm just like fuck. I love Drive Angry. I fucking <laughs> love going to 60 Seconds. Like. I don't know what it is, man. You put Nick Cage in like a car, like specifically like a muscle car. I'm fucking all about it. <laughs> I would say those movies are leagues better than this okay. one. Like I would say like those movies are far more entertaining. Like I love both of those movies for different reasons. I th- I feel like people shit all over Gone in 60 Seconds for some reason, but I, I like that movie so much. I love that movie. Yeah, I think that movie's so great. Isn't like Ange- Angelina Jolie in that movie? Yeah, yeah, with dreadlocks. Yeah. So, I mean, and Master P, come on, man. What else could you need? Like, like <laughs> yeah, where he's like, let's ride or whatever the fuck you mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, that that's a that's a good movie. Um, I'm going to go see that new movie he's in where he's like in everybody's dream this week. Yeah. Yeah, I have a plan to see that. So I'm, I'm excited. I've heard really, really good things about that one. So um, very excited for that. Um. In terms of what I've been playing, it's mostly been Gears 3, but uh, I did go, and I've been ranting about this online a lot, but uh, Doom 64, I finally played for the first time, um, yeah. which which I, I had no idea that it was... So basically, like, me growing up, I played Doom on the computer. I loved Doom. Doom was awesome. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved, uh, you know, Wolfenstein. I loved Quake. Um and then, and then uh, whatever, like Half-Life happened and that stuff was awesome. But like in 97, right before Unreal and Half-Life, Nintendo 64 got Doom 64. Mm-hmm. And when I had my N64 at that time, 
I just assumed as a kid that it was just a port of Doom, which I already had on the PC. Right. So I didn't I didn't ever rent it or play it. You know, obviously I was a child, so I wasn't like on the forums figuring out that this was basically Doom 3. And um, you know, Nintendo, man. Fucking Nintendo was like Nintendo like never like feel like they need to bow to like like the current like whatever the conventional like naming thing is. Yeah. It's like you played Doom and Doom 2, and they were like, Well, this is Doom 64. How the fuck are you supposed to know what that is? Like So, so what happened is I ended up, I was watching this YouTube video about Doom 64 because I was like, oh, let me see like how good it was as a port, right? And then it turns out that it wasn't at all a port and no. that um, it was actually originally called Doom the Absolution, which would have been, mm. would have helped everyone yeah. in this in this situation. <laughs> um, and it was built from the ground up, like it was, it was, it used the Doom engine, but they basically built it from the ground up for the 64. So they had, you know, new sprites uh, on the enemies. They had new level designs, a whole new levels, whole new story. Like, uh, they, they, they made it very, a lot moodier. It kind of had, uh, the soundtrack kind of reminded me of the Quake soundtrack that Trent Reznor did, where it's like mm-hmm. sort of weird and moody. Um, it, 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 it's a great game. So basically what I did is it was on sale on black friday uh the the um remake or remaster that night dive studio did mm-hmm. so i bought that and it was like a dollar and i was playing it and it's just it's really incredible when you play a game from that time period and you're like ah eh, you know like it was good then but is it still good and then you put it on you're like nah it's still great <laughs> yeah yeah and uh i really like doom 64 i think it's uh like I'm not gonna say it's underappreciated because clearly you know people really love it, but like yeah. I feel like there's a lot of people out there that might also have the same issue that I had where they just never touched it because they just thought it was more Doom or yeah. Doom Two. So I, I am new to the '64, new-ish. Like I I never had one. My brother did, mm-hmm. and so I remember renting Doom '64 because uh, I I played Shadows of the Empire and I played. Uh, Later on, uh, my roommate I was talking about playing Dead Island with when I was up towards Atlanta. He had one, and I played Perfect Dark when he bought that. Yeah. That was basically it for the '64 back, you know, when it was like the the new the new the new hotness. Mm-hmm. But I remember renting Doom '64, and I couldn't fucking play it because it was so fucking dark. Like it's so dark on the like the first level or whatever, the first part of it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out where the fuck to go because I couldn't see shit because mm-hmm. how dark. Uh, and so I and I still have I own it now, so I got a '64 from the from the from the store, and I've got like several games, and I I still haven't played that. I do have I have Doom, but I haven't played it. And then I ended up buying the um, uh, limited run, did a, a physical release of the remaster on Switch. So I bought that. Uh-huh. And shrink wrap still on it. My backlog is so fucking stupid. Like I would I would uh, check that switch port the switch version out because i think that's the night dive studio version yeah but, it's just the same thing yeah they just put it out physically from, from limited run so yeah i would uh i i i'd highly recommend it and doom just turned 30 years old apparently so yeah. <laughs> so there you go um yeah no doom 64 is a is a super it's a it's it's, it's a weird game oh shit you okay Sorry. Yeah, I'm good. I'm not going to book down. I we're going to talk about it later, but we talked about it a little bit before. I have notes on here. He's Gears got Mitch came came with notes. He's got notes. I, did, but I, knocked, I just knocked my notebook down. Uh oh. <laughs> no, can't do that. Um, 
But uh, yeah, and the gear, uh, Doom sixty four, Gear sixty four, uh, Doom sixty four <laughs> is. Yeah, I'd play that. Hell uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Doom sixty four is an interesting game. Uh, it was it was it was developed by Midway, produced by Midway. <laughs> like basically at that time, id Software was working on Quake two, so they were just like, we we can't be bothered making a Doom game for the N sixty four. So like it has the presentation of a Doom game, but yet the feel of oh, it is so wildly different. Yeah, um, okay, that's interesting. I didn't. Know yeah, that. I, I really, yeah, I just it's a little slower too. Like it's a little more methodical. Like it's not the the same like strifing around and big arenas and stuff. It's very different. Um, but yeah, I uh, I kind of fell in love with it a little bit and was very shocked and felt betrayed for however many years. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's, that's really, that's really the only other thing I, oh, I, oh, I, I also picked up the Duke Nukem, like, I don't know, Duke Nukem 3D special edition they put out on Xbox too. I played Mm -hmm. that for like five minutes and I was like, I don't like the way that they, uh, I don't know. I just didn't like the way that they made that game for some reason. It just, wasn't feeling right with the controller. I, I don't know. There's something about the input that I didn't like and uh, kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, I love Duke Nukem, though. But yeah, Hell yeah. That's um, the first thing I ever played online. What's that? Duke Nukem 3D was my first experience with online gaming. Oh, my God. Were you like, <laughs> you, 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 dial, you, you dial up and then you had to fight in the arenas? It was dial up and it was just me. Uh, so it was on my brother's PC because, like I said, he's always been like a gadget. So we had a computer pretty early on and he had it. And then this other kid that we knew, and this is when I was still living at home in, in my hometown. And this other kid we knew was like two streets over had a PC in Duke Nukem. <laughs> so we were just death matching like 1v1 on fucking Duke Nukem 3D. And that was a, I, it was blowing my mind. That I was playing a video game against somebody who wasn't sitting on the, like the couch next to me and shit. <laughs> yeah, I, th- that was a wild time. My my moment with that was Unreal Tournament, the first one, mm. where I played it and uh, played it against people, and I was like, "That's a whole other real person. This is wild." Yeah. Um. Yeah. Didn't get much better than Quake Quake Tournament, honestly. Um. Or Unreal Tournament. Sorry, Unreal Tournament. Yeah. Um. All right, so I guess we'll we'll move into to why we're actually here, <laughs> yeah. and that is to talk about uh, a video game that came out in twenty eleven <laughs> called Gears of War three. Um, <laughs> so Gears of War three uh, came out three years after the last game came out three years after game three years after Gears of War two. And the story starts off two years after the ending of of uh, Gears of War 2, in which in that time, the books kind of filled in what happened. And then all of a sudden you have Gears of War 3. So there's a lot of stuff. There's some things that I'll try to answer because I feel like they just like <laughs> they just like dump a bunch of things. And you're just like, uh. and I was trying to like watch it. Like if I was somebody who hadn't read the books, I'd be like, like yeah. what data disc is he talking about? What's Azura? Where did Prescott go? Like all these things. So yeah. I'll try to answer those as we go. Um, so yeah, it came out. It was, I mean, it was a the craziest. I mean, Gears of War 3 probably made all the monies, I think. Um, yeah. it was it was right around the time when, you know, Epic, it was it was right before the fall of Epic, in my opinion. 
Um, yeah. And this was like, they're doing like all these tie-ins with like fast food places. And like, I don't know, there's like super duper collector's editions. Like it was, it was the, it was peak uh, uh, era of pre-orders and like yeah. media tie-ins and a ton of money just dumped into this game and its release. And uh, fortunately, I guess, I mean, I, I guess fortunately it ended up being a, a good game and two, it was, uh, it sold well. Um, and it was, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was sort of like the beginning of the end for Epic, um, in my opinion. And we can get into that in a little bit, but the story was written by Karen Travis, who did the novels and who also wrote some star Wars novels. She did halo stuff, but she did the, the gears books, the first five and also Eric Nyland worked on this story as well. And he did a bunch of the early halo books. So the two of them Mm -hmm. got together and put together this story uh, for for the last game, which I feel like the story is probably my favorite part of the Gears of War 3. Like, I feel like is the most appropriate, satisfying ending to a trilogy. I mean, I guess like Halo 3 did it too. Um, but like a really appropriate ending to the, the trilogy um, and kind of like, you know, kept it set up for the rest of whatever was going to come after, but it could have, nothing could have come after this and it would have been fine. Like if they, you know, right. more or less yeah. answered the questions that the world had created for us. Well, not all the questions, but like the ones that they, the storytellers were like, you know, everything about Marcus's dad and the the queen and all that stuff. It all made sense. Perfect little bow. It's done. Um, right. So it, it was, it was quite the experience. So, so Mitch, what was your, your experience with gears three when it came out in 2011 yeah um to be honest like we, we kind of talked about this when we when we were we're kind of talked about kind of wanting to do this on the on the podcast i the only thing i really remembered was that dom didn't make it yeets that, out of here yeah and that uh i i remembered not really liking it all that much mm-hmm. uh, and i don't remember why outside of the fact and it, it it came back to me playing it again. I fucking hate the uh, the boss fight, the final boss fight against <laughs> the queen. Uh-huh. I hated that, and I remembered, I remembered that. But outside of that, I just remember not liking it, and 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 I had no, you know, remembrance of why I didn't care for it. Probably fatigue, like you kind of touched on. Um, it's very much more of the same. Um, but I will say, like. I'm so glad we're doing this because like it's, I guess it's been long enough. Um, I, I have a completely new like appreciation of this. This, this game is fucking awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what my problem was, but I don't know what we, you know, um, I sent you a text when uh, I, I was watching this guy on my YouTube, like try to get insane done on gears Two. Mm-hmm. like difficult that achievement is. And I had it. Mm-hmm. So I like sent you, you know, that I had gotten it. Well, I, the first thing I did was when I booted this one up was go to look, and I never got I, – I did hardcore. I didn't do insane on this one. And then I was like, well, why didn't I do that? And then I played the fucking game. I was like, oh, right. Fuck that. I'm never doing this shit on insane. Yeah. If, if, I had to fight, if I had to fight the armored Cantus on insane right? – I, 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 no way, no way. So many, so many parts of this game. I was like, oh, right. This is why I would never try this on insane. Fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> on normal, some of this shit was like, oh my God, really? <laughs> but like, you mentioned Star Wars, like talking about like the, the, the author and stuff. But man, this, for me, 
and I hate to like compare everything to Star Wars, but I mean, I'm of the age where like that's always been a part of my life. Yeah, this very much feels like the Return of the Jedi of like this Gears trilogy because there's like so many set pieces and so many action sequences and so many like over the top moments. And the, and the thing that I, I really feel like they really tried to do with this one, because in gears two, you spend so much time underground and like everything is like caverns. And like, even when you're in a city, the fucking city has been, is has sunk. So you're still under fucking ground, even though you're in buildings. This one, I love like the sprawling like locales and like these different areas you get to go to. And it really, it really just puts you in so many different scenarios to where it felt like, well, yeah, it's still a gears game and it's still a lot of the same stuff. It felt like a new experience. And for whatever reason, I don't know why they didn't click with me when I played it initially, but this time it really did. And like, yeah, I, again, uh, I this like way more than I expected to. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think what's really great about Gears 3 is like the scope of the game. It's huge. Like the scope is yeah. really big, right? And so Gears 2 and well Gears 1 and Gears 2, like it's the scope is is a lot smaller. It 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 opens up conversations of bigger things in the world, but it's a it's a much more sort of um hallway feeling of a game. And with right. 3 they like they open it up quite quite a bit where the levels, even the 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 places where you have firefights are um, there's a lot more options to approach. You know, if you're fighting the Lambent or the Locust, like there's there's a lot more ways that you can go about it. They introduce like four new weapons. Um, yes. Yeah. And really uh, <laughs> what's that? Some really fun weapons. That's one of my notes. Yeah. Um, the... I mean, I, I, like, I, I remembered the Retro Lancer, which I fuck. I love that gun. Mm-hmm. I'd forgotten about the one shot. That thing is so fucking cool, man. God damn, I love every time I got to get that thing, I was like, oh, give me that. Like, I was <laughs> yeah. like that shit it, is it, so good. It does what's, what it says it's gonna do. It's gonna one shot you. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But <laughs> it also introduced like a lot more. I don't know. I don't remember if it was specifically Locust or maybe Lambent also, but I remember the, I had a note, the fucking, uh, the guy that says dig. Yeah. And that, that fucking thing goes underground and pops up and detonates. Fuck that gun. I hate yeah. that. God damn it. It's like My a, it's like no a, longer helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a grenade launcher that like goes into the ground and then the grenade like trapped, like it, it like tunnels towards you. Somehow tracks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so the scope, so the scope of the game is, is just absolutely ginormous. So to fill in some lore, basically, you we as the player, you wake up. Uh, uh, Marcus, you're playing as Marcus. He has this this nightmare about his father and Anya, whatever. Then he wakes up. He's on this ship, the Sovereign, and you get out and you see like they're been on they're on the water, like they're not, you know, where what happened. So I'll try to summarize all all this nonsense the best that I can. But essentially, what happened is that after the end of Gears of War two, all the like the um. The helicopters they went to uh they went to an island uh called Vectus and from on Vectus they started to try to start a new civilization. Uh they call it New Jacinto. They tried to get things going, but of course, like the Lambin show up, they're dealing with like the stranded groups that are still trying to like steal their supplies. Um, essentially what happens is that the Lambin show up and the locusts show up and like they they there there's nowhere to go. So what happens is they all split up, right? So Hoffman and Bernie Mataki 
they go to Anvil Gate, which is sort of like, uh, sort of like very very inland on Sarah. Um, it's it's it's, a, it's in the mountains, and it's where there was a very epic battle back in the Pendulum Wars, and Hoffman served there, and he takes Bernie and a bunch of people, and they go there to hang out. And the Prescott just takes off. He's just like, I'm not going because what, what more or less what happens is that they have they all run into this big sort of political fight about whether or not they should stay on the island and as 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 you know all the people that they have and continue fighting or they should split up and go like increase their chances of survival because the land banner sort of like driven towards where all the people are so if they like split up you know the the land banner won't bother with them as much you know that's the theory um prescott wants to remain on the island they don't want to prescott just takes off he leaves don't know where he went well you end up finding out where he went but at the time you don't and then uh, yeah Hoffman goes to Anvil Gate with Bernie Mataki and the rest of the Delta squad um they stay on they get on this giant ship and they're basically just kind of like Dom's making tomatoes <laughs> in the ship like, <laughs> he's got a beard now <laughs> um so he so there's some inter there's some new characters that are introduced to the games that are not new to the books so you have so Sam is one of the uh girl women women on the in the squad now and she becomes a, like a love interest with Dom um and uh but she is the daughter of a person who served in the Pendulum Wars that Hoffman uh that served under Hoffman so there's like some lineage stuff there that so Hoffman's very close to her because he really loved um her father he's a great you know great guy who sacrificed himself in this battle and uh so Sam is there. You have Jace, who's voiced by Michael B. Jordan. Um, yeah. And Jace is just sort of like he was he's just sort of a character guy they just picked up. Um, and then you have Bernie Mataki, who you find later uh, with with Hoffman. And they they became they become an item. Um, but Bernie was in the books. She started in the books. And then, like, it was really cool to see her in Gears 3 because literally like Karen Travis made her in the books and then she appeared in the game uh so that, that was like it's like it's a really cool thing to see um i'm trying to remember yeah they're on the ship sam oh dizzy comes back uh you know he's back again but with, he's from ga uh, game two um anya oh oh yeah the the bad the, the yassification of anya <laughs> mm. <laughs> she goes from like wearing like a like an office suit to like wearing full gear gears yeah, she almost looked like a Navy Admiral, like before, and now she's like, she's all like decked out, like gears, like armor and shit, like mm -hmm. no sleep and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. So like, basically, what happened is she was like, there was a, there's a scene in one of the books where she gets kind of cornered by a bunch of locusts in this building, and she was like, I am never ever gonna feel that helpless ever again. Okay. And so between books, uh, between games two and three, and and all that, she just started training real hard with weapons and all that because she wanted to essentially just like be like i want to do this myself you know um yeah. so anya's anya's awesome and then uh, anya yeah. anya and marcus obviously are a couple but marcus is like bad with feelings so you don't really see all that all that much but right, they are right. uh for lack of a better term banging um sure. and uh eventually you know their kid becomes jd who's in four and five um but uh yeah so 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 anya so anya anya's transformation to a badass between two and three seems like kind of like what happened but it's there's there's story stuff in there that like her character 
character writing was very good in that she wanted to be able to handle things that if they go poorly by herself. So that was pretty right. cool. Um, and the last thing is Azura, which is like you're like the 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 final sequence. My favorite part of the whole game, I think, is the is is being on Azura and all the fights that are there. Um, I think the submarine section getting there is kind of dumb, but I think that like yes. what, <laughs> right? Is that is that is that like the most lame part of the game? Right? <laughs> I feel like it was. I ain't gonna lie, that was the most like nonsense, non like non gears thing. Like it's just that's the thing though with like every one of these games. And I'm, I remember even this, like in, in, in like four and five, they, like I said, last, last time we did this gear started off as a vehicular combat thing. <clears throat> and they love to force a goddamn vehicle level, even if it's not good. Yeah. They love to force it, like every time. <laughs> and the submarine yeah, I, was awful. <laughs> yeah. The submarine, the submarine part's really dumb because you're like, you're, you're, you just feel like so constrained and then you're fighting, you're like shooting down torpedoes that are coming at you and you, you can't really see everything really well. And like, if they wanted to make like a sequence where you get to see like going under the maelstrom and seeing like what the water looked like and all the stuff that had fallen, like that'd be cool. You can make that a cutscene. I, I, I just don't know yeah. why it had to be a gameplay moment, but right. <laughs> yeah, it was dumb. Um, So, so Azura is a, uh, uh interesting plays one of those like so basically what's on prescott's disc that uh, essentially in the books hoffman steals this disc out of prescott's office and then he tries to get baird to crack the disc because he wants to know what's on it because essentially prescott the whole time that they are like on this island you know after the sinking of jacinto prescott's like still not talking about all the stuff that happened and hoffman's like what are you hiding like we have like, what do you, like, what do you, there's nothing left. Like, you can talk about all the things. And so Hoffman kind of, like, loses it and grabs the disc, gets, try, tries to get Baird to open it. Um, doesn't, doesn't do it. You don't find it until Gears 3 that it's, like, the location of Azura, which is this hideout, like, a, this, like, rich person hideout that they have that's uh, covered <sighs> by this machine that causes a storm around it. So, like, the Locust and Lambin can't get to it. And it's where they housed a lot of the scientists and like politicians and things during the locust. And like in the books, they'd be like eating steak and stuff. And like there'd be people like there that like soldiers would be like, I feel so bad. Like this is so wrong and all this stuff. Um, <laughs> so essentially what happens is that you think that uh, Adam Phoenix, Marcus's dad is dead, but he was just shipped to Azura to work on like the Lambency cure, which is its whole. Yeah, because you, know, you find out, you find out the Lambency you find out like lambency is like an organism. It's yeah. not like, yeah, it's not just like some goo, like it's alive, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a virus that like, uh, just, it's like, it's like the flood almost. I feel like, uh, it is. One yeah. thing I thought of, man, like, you know, cause the lamb, I, I forgot completely the land. Like we talked about that the Lambert even showed up in part two. Mm -hmm. the other, I forgot this as well, man, in part three, it's very much the thing, like the way that like, the the infected the people are like they have like extra limbs and shit and like all this like crazy shit and i was like this is the fucking thing like i yes. how did i not, why didn't i like this i was so <laughs> i was so confused as to what i didn't like about this game because i had so <laughs> with it. yeah it's 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 uh it's it's interesting because 
So the lambency, the locusts, you know, were more or less became a thing because of the humans digging of emulsion out of the ground. And like the locust became that. And then Mira, the queen, she was a child that was um, basically like she got the emulsion in her, but didn't change. And Mm -hmm. uh, but was it as she grew up, she was able to control the locust horde because as the people mutated from the emulsion, uh, she was able to control them. Um, And uh, (laughs) basically, you know, her whole thing is that her people are the locusts. They live underground. Everything's fine. But the lambency that's being accelerated by the emulsion um, is destroying her people, making them into like zombies. She asked Adam Phoenix to help cure the lambency. Uh, He tries, but doesn't make it. And then the locusts come out during emergence day, Uh, Mm E-Day. He knew the whole time that that was going to happen. Um, And then sort of the crux of this game is like him wrestling with the fact that he knew this the whole time. Didn't tell Marcus, didn't tell anybody that he knew Queen Mira, that he talked to her all the time and that uh, he he was trying to cure this. And uh, it kind of like I think the Gears games and the books do this really great thing where they kind of don't paint everything so black and white you know like what adam phoenix was trying to do the right thing of course but you know ended up not only making a weapon of mass destruction and killing off most of the planet but also (laughs) also have the information that locusts were going to come and destroy you know humanity um but really all he wanted to do was keep keep the peace and he just wasn't able to um and uh so I feel like, and 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 I don't know if you have any questions though, but Gears Three is for me like I think I like two the the best. Like I think two is just straightforward, yeah. my favorite experience. Yeah. But what I like with three is everything. The writing of the game is so strong, and even if it does it in its Gears of War way, video game wise, where it it you know it's it is Gears of War storytelling. Um, it's still a video game first and foremost, but. Right it really gives satisfaction to, you know, killing Mira and seeing what happened to Adam and Dom sacrificing himself and doing so in a way that made sense. You know, it wasn't like so random, like everything, you know, understanding his brother dying at Asphalt Fields to his kids dying to his wife, having to kill his wife. Like he did this to bring himself peace and it, and that's what he had to do. Yeah. That's actually one of my notes. I don't know if you watched sons of anarchy, um, but uh, I, I was obsessed with that show mm-hmm. when it was on. And Dom has a very Opie-like character arc in, in this series, where it's like, what else could you do to this poor man, for Christ's sake? Like, because Opie went through it in, in Sons, man, and then the way they killed him off, I have never gone to bed as angry as I did the night that episode aired. <laughs> they died in Sons. And I was just like, when when the whole thing with Dom happened, I forgot how, I knew he died. I forgot how. And then mm-hmm. watching watching that sacrifice and how it went down, oh, I was just like, "Fuck, man, good God, give the guy a fucking break!" Like it I know, cool. <laughs> like Dom goes through it in this shit. Um, and yeah, and like, I, and and to, and to Dom too, but Marcus as well. Like that was his like that was his boy since oh, yeah. he was a kid. Like that was right. his, you know. So it's so sad. <laughs> Yeah, it is, man. It's it's crazy. Like for for we talked about how broy Gears was, mm-hmm. 
especially like you know one and two but this one man this and again i guess it, it points to the fact that the that novelist uh, i can't forget her name sorry oh karen travis yeah yeah that, that she kind of handled the writing on this one it, it, it's it's a whole new level of like storytelling and like character development that i feel like it it, it, it was there before but i don't know i just i just feel like like you said this this just ties up so many things and like adds layers to characters that were kind of i won't say like paper thin but they weren't necessarily like you know you know marcus he's always talking about his dad and this and that and you hear about that's the thing if you don't read the novels they're just dudes with big ass feet who yeah. like slam the cover and like shoot machine guns at monsters and shit right but but like having like doing this with you and and and, and learning so much more about like you know the the backstory and the history through the novels the things that i i, I knew nothing about um mm. like like going into this game with the added knowledge that i've gotten just you know from doing the the last episode with you it just it just added so much more to it man mm -hmm. which is great because i mean so so just look at it's kind of some of my notes here that we kind of haven't talked about yet you know uh uh we we talk we we love cole we know yep. that so i love how the game starts and you're Marcus and this and that, but then it like, it shows you like shit that happened. Like it goes back and you play as, as, as Cole and you're playing through like what they were going through while Marcus, you were already like Marcus and them were like going through what you did first. Mm -hmm. And so like playing as Cole and like going into like the, was it thrash ball? I guess is what they yeah. call it. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the, the, the Panther stadium. <laughs> yeah. That shit was so cool, man. But like, just like the quips that like come out, like I don't think they're necessarily like um, time gated or like you have to do a certain thing. They'll just say shit sometimes when you're doing something. Right? Like my favorite thing, that's the first thing I wrote down. When you're in like a, I guess it's the gift shop or like a grocery store or something, there's like this product placement and it's coal mm -hmm. for like some cereal. And we're used to like, can't stop the train, baby. And like shit <laughs> like that. But if you click on this like standy next to this cereal, he says the coal train runs on whole grain, baby. <laughs> shit, I I had to put the controller down, dude. I was fucking dying. <laughs> that shit was so funny to me. And like, like, and then like when Cole, like they're looking for like gas and stuff, and like he goes into like whatever that little like uh, survivalist camp. They're like, oh my god, you're the coal train. You're back. He's like, couldn't stay away for long, baby. Like, shit like that. <laughs> I was eating that shit up, man. It was so fucking cool to play as somebody other than Marcus, unless you're in multiplayer. But you know, before yeah, that, and, and and like to to see the world react to Mark uh, to Cole, like how people yes. perceive him. I was um, so good. Yeah, so it was so, so cool. Let me and let me add one one thing that uh, that I didn't talk about last time that I wanted to. So one thing that Cole does all the time is he writes letters to his dead mom every week. <laughs> Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, so he he like he he writes letters to his his dead mom every week, and he just like writes a whole letter out about like what happened, and that he'll be home soon, and Holy like shit. yeah, it's like this really cute like so, so sad thing that he does, and like they're like they're like Cole, why do you do that? She's not alive. He's like, it's just the one thing I got to do to keep myself like just oh my grounded, God. you know? See stuff like that. Shit, the game doesn't tell you that, but it uh -huh. should. That's fucking great. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, like, one, of, I know you like, you, you gotta get out of here for soon, but one other thing, and this is just 100% like me coming from what I do for a living. 
I forget who the character was, but that guy they were like questioning, he was like, he was dying. Like he's, he had like, his lung was like bleeding out or something. Oh, it's Prescott. Yeah. Prescott. Yeah. yeah. And so Anya's like, Anya was there like trying to keep him alive and shit, like trying to help and stuff. And then she says, uh, she says, put a hemostat dressing on this. And I was like, a, a what? First of all, a hemostat, a hemostat is an instrument <laughs> that you use to like clamp off a vein. Uh huh. It's, it's not a dressing. Like there's no hemostat dressing. So like, <laughs> like shit like that. I was like, oh come on. But I still laugh. You know what I mean? <laughs> the best wait. The best part of that whole scene though, when Prescott is like dying, and Marcus is like, Marcus is, he's like, he's like, Marcus on a desk or whatever he's doing. <laughs> yeah. And, and and then he's like, somebody radios in, and he's like, yeah, my dad's alive. Mickelson's dead, and Prescott's that was alive. Great. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> He's like, yeah, there's a lot going on. Try to keep up. We don't have time for this right now. She's like, <laughs> that was good. Uh, there was something else. Oh, um, so another really cool sequence was when you get to that like ghost town, and then like all the the humans that were there have like succumbed to the emotion or whatever, and they're like 28 days later zombies and shit. Yeah. Again, this is another one of those one of those those times where I feel like they just sometimes will throw in these like one-liners for no reason. So it's the first time you get there and you get attacked by all the, the, the emulsion zombies. Right. And it's just terrible because these, these are people who, who succumb to this like illness or whatever. Right. And then turned into like these zombies. And so it's a horrible thing that like, you, you're having to like kill them and stuff. Uh-huh. And then, <laughs> So you get like I get done with like the first wave, and like it like makes the guitar solo, and they're like, "Oh my god, what happened here?" And shit like that. But then Marcus is like, "I could do this all day." <laughs> I fucking lost it. I was like, "Oh my god, this is supposed to be like this like really like horrible moment, this horrific thing," and then Marcus just like reloads his lancer. Just like I could do this all day. <laughs> Video games, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Like yeah, probably not the best time to throw that one in. Like <laughs> just just so you remember what you're doing. You're playing a video game. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And we didn't even talk about Ice T showing up as Griffin. <laughs> well, I, I called him Tech Nine, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. same thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, we gotta get gas from Tech Nine all of a sudden. Like, what the yeah. fuck is going on here? Like, all right. Yeah, so he he so Ice T actually got body count back together to do a song for Gears of War. Holy shit. Yeah. They, yeah, so they got they 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 got back together to do a song called The Gears of War and uh it was used in like one of the horde trailers or something but um oh, Ice-T was all about being in Gears of War. So That's what's up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember so I thought, uh, when uh the CD came out that you know obviously they pulled it cuz of cop killer and stuff but Yeah. They re-released it without cop killer but you still had to be like 18 to buy it. And my mom wouldn't buy it for me. So I went to the mall with my, my best friend, Josh. And I talked his mom into getting it because she didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got that album. I got the Body Count album. Nice. That's a good album. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Ice-T is Ice Ice the real one. I mean, he's on. What, what's he on now? He's on. Is he still on like NCIS or some shit? I, I just couldn't tell you, man. I don't watch that shit. Oh, uh, yeah. No, he's on one of those. Assume. It was, There's like it was ten funny. of them, and I've seen none of them. So, <laughs> but it was funny to see him on there because because the way he talks, so he'd be yeah. like, 
You're going to Rikers. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh man. Um, let me see what else I have on my notes. Oh, actually, one little fun fact: they found footage back in 2020 of Gears of War three running on a PS3. Um, that oh, the Epic Games got Gears of War three on a PS3. And it was because they're actually testing the Unreal Engine, and so they wanted to try it out on a different system. But gotcha. people were like, "Oh my God, is like Gears coming to Sony or something like that?" But no, it was just a weird, like, testing <laughs> thing that Epic Epic was doing. So, so after Gears three, um, we're gonna talk about Gears of Ju- Gears of War Judgment in a few weeks. That came out. That was done by the studio People Can Fly um is a, a polish cool. studio polish game studio who i i kind of i kind of like them I, I think they're all right they did painkiller they did um bullet storm bullet storm which i feel like is i i think that that game is just incredible <laughs> and nobody talks about it enough amazing game yeah that that was like that's kind of has like a gears of war vibe to it like the same sense oh, of yeah and, and and duke nukem's in it for as a oh. DLC characters. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they got John St. John to uh show up and do the voice of <laughs> Yeah, that's because I forget how it Bulletstorm owned by Gearbox now or something. I forget what the, the whole story so, is, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Um, but people can fly to Gears of War Judgment. Uh I think I remember thinking it was an okay game. I don't I got I want to play it again. Um, I know it remembered it looked really good. Uh, and uh, just kind of fell off the wayside a little bit because Cliff Blazinski wasn't attached to it. Um, none of none of the 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 writers of of three or anything were attached to it. It was sort of a it was like a paycheck game. It felt like for I guess yeah. people. And then after that, uh, the coalition was founded and they did Gears Four, Five, and Tactics. Um, and so you know Gears after three, the story you know it's a lot like Halo. You know you you kind of. I feel like there's it's more like parts of it I really like and other parts I'm not so crazy about. Um, And uh, I think, you know, they all play really well and look really good now. But there's just something that's going to be missing, I feel like, compared to the original trilogy. Uh, You know, I I, I really do think three I I do think like a lot like Halo one, two and three gears one, two and three. It's sort of like a, a very perfect experience, both narrative wise, gameplay wise, like you might want like one more than the other, but as a whole, like they're kind of just all perfect in their way. And uh, right. you don't really see that as much these days because games are just different and game sequels now take, you know, <laughs> six years, eight years to come out. Um, right. So, you know, we're all still waiting on the new dragon age and mass effect and I'll be in my forties by the time those come out. So, um, yeah, so, so it, it, it is sort of the end of an era um and and uh it's it's sort of kind of sad to me but but i'm excited to to come back with you and talk about uh judgment because uh, i like baird a lot i think you know he's one of my favorite characters and he doesn't get enough love uh and and they gave him his own story here uh uh, sort of as a prequel to the first game um and uh yeah so i'm I'm excited to, to visit that do you have any other sort of thoughts that i know i talked a lot but if you have any other closing thoughts or other thoughts about Gears Three that you might have missed? No, I, I think we pretty much hit all my notes. Um, um, yeah, just again, thank you for for inviting me on uh, to to go along on this journey with you. Uh, it's been amazing to kind of rekindle my love for these games because 
I'm not real big on Gears Four. Five, mm-hmm. I like more than four, but that's not saying a whole lot. So yeah, I kind of was like, nah, Gears kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> and this has reminded me that yeah, it hasn't always been that way, uh, and it's been really cool to kind of fall back in love with this stuff. So yeah, man. And I I think too like when you know next fall I plan on doing all the other Gears games and the the other books. Um, I think if we go back and we play them, I think it will be more fun just because I think story wise, you'll have like ingested a lot more of the story stuff to be like, have more of an opinion on like what's happening. I think, yeah. which, which also may increase your hatred or dislike of the game or, <laughs> or, or at least bring you to a point of like, okay, like I saw what they're trying to go for, but, yeah. um, yeah, I think, you know, I, I think, uh, I, I really liked five, you know, four is, is, is whatever. Uh, once again, looks great, but you know, yeah. uh, I don't like JD. I just don't. I don't, I don't like either. JD. I think I he don't sucks. I that's think... why I like five so much more. Yeah, I think JD sucks so hard. I I don't know how the 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 offspring of Anya and Marcus is JD. I don't I don't get it. Oh, also in Gears Three, this is the one where we see uh, Marcus take his uh, do rag off. Yep. Yeah. I thought I thought I you know you always hope that he's gonna be like bald or something underneath there. Well, you're just so. Because it it's so form fitting, but yeah, no, he has some he had some locks underneath that shit. So. Yeah, <laughs> unexpected. <laughs> um, cool, man. Yeah, no, great having you. I can't wait to talk about Judgment. I think that'll be fun to talk about as a, you know, not epic games written game uh, for yeah. years. Uh, the combo or the score system is fun. Uh, you have to get like you can get like three stars on the mission or something, depending on how, like how many kills you get or how you kill them or whatever. So they're always trying to introduce new things. Um, so yeah, so we'll talk about that in a few weeks. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. And, uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk soon, Mitch. All right, man.